0: If you don't know football you shouldn't be with the microphone in your hand.
1: For spline, my idea for spline, my ambition for spline.
2: Mr. Mike Smalling, Chris. Welcome back
1: to the latest episode of the F90 Podcast. Uh, just when you thought we'd quit again, uh, we come back after the international interruption. It was international
2: my... break, mate. We're not going to do a podcast, are we? <sighs> Well, you had few, your own man. little
0: international break, didn't you? That's true,
2: That's true mate. True. I went and uh, saw Italy. It was lovely. So there was no chance I was doing a podcast. But um, I didn't realise I was the glue that held us together, boys. I thought you were capable.
1: But... Mm. Mm. Integral,
0: mate. Someone's got,
1: to, Integral. someone's got to take the brunt of the jokes, really. Isn't it? So, um, yeah, good to be back. Fantastic to be back. Fantastic not to be watching international football. Um. Even from my own standpoint, watching my team is a bit shit this weekend, but it's all good. Um, Should we get right to it? Let's do it, mate. Right, let's go round the grounds. (laughs) (coughs) Oh God!
2: (coughs) Oh Jesus! You're right. Really hurt. It is getting louder each week, that as well.
1: Lunchtime kickoff on Saturday it was at Anfield. Uh, Liverpool won 3 one against your team Newcastle. Lee uh, yep. Jetro Jethro- Willem's put you ahead. A very good goal. Mane scored a double before the break, and Salah scored again um, late on. So 3-1 there. At the Amex, 1-1 between Brighton and Burnley. Um, up there, up there, but not quite. As we'll come to it, the most boring game of the weekend. Um, Malpai getting a goal and Hendrick scoring a lovely goal, I think we can all agree with that. My personal favourite of the weekend. Man United at Old Trafford, 1-0 against Leicester, another penalty, now the penalty, Rashford taking it this time. Was out injured obviously, so no, no debate to be had there luckily. Uh, Bramall Lane, Sheffield United losing again to Southampton, big win for, Sa- for Southampton. Um, Moussa Gennepo scoring another goal, very nice goal. Indeed, Billy Sharp sent off late on. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, 4-0 to Spurs against Palace, you know, uh, Palace gone missing again. Just one of those performances. Uh, Sun getting a double, uh, Van Arnold own goal and Eric M- Lamella scoring the uh, last goal, all came in the first half. At Molyneux, <coughs> massive win, Wolves 2, Chelsea 5. Uh, certainly uh, the biggest win um, numerically on the Lampard, but also performance-wise. Uh, Tammy Abraham, Patrick, Tamori with a lovely goal as well in the first half, Mason Mount also scoring late on, uh, Abraham also scored no goal, Patrick Catrone scored his first goal, but not enough, obviously. Carrow Road for the evening kickoff on Saturday, <clears throat> major talking point, Norwich 3, Man City 2, uh, Kenny McLean putting uh, Norwich ahead, Cantwell putting them 2-0 up, Aguero getting one back just before the break. Hookie making it 3-1, Rodri scoring late on, not enough, big shock, big upset. Moving on to Sunday, Super Sunday, not so super, at the Vitality, Bournemouth 3, Everton 1, Callum Wilson's getting a couple of goals, Calvert-Lewins equalised in the first half, Brian Fraser making it 3-1 to Bournemouth. Vicarage
2: Road, Watford two, Sorry, Arsenal two. Stop now, but there was a, a very annoying alarm. Alarm in the background.
1: Don't worry about it. Vicarage Road, Watford two, Arsenal two. Uh, Arsenal two now up in the first half, thanks to Aubameyang, and then uh, an absolute meltdown in the second half. Uh, Cleverly scoring, and then Pereira scoring a penalty very disappointing indeed and then Monday night football the worst game of the weekend Jimmy's beloved West Ham travelling to Villa Park 0-0 between Aston Villa and West Ham
2: cheers Mark. Arthur Dink.
1: Masuaku. yeah Arthur Masuwaku getting a red card and that's about as far as it went for drama
2: oh you know, I don't forget about it There is a little bit more as
1: well what? Go on then, let's delve into it. Tyrone Mings
2: and the whole uh, El Ghazi thing is a talking point, surely.
1: <laughs> so should El Ghazi be sent off for that? It's-
0: so I nah, I, 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 should, I
1: said that on our,
0: on our WhatsApp group, but it, it's not something I'm backing out a bit here, but it, like, genuinely it's not something that I feel really strongly about. I just think that if you put your head towards someone that people don't really get sent off for actually headbutting someone. It's not like they smash their nose in, is it? You know, it's, a, it's normally a little nudge kind of thing. <clears> people <throat> always get sent off for that, players do, against <clears> the <throat> opposition. So I'm just wondering why just because it's your own team, like, right, Boya and Dyer, was obviously a bit more full-on than that, but they both went.
1: I was going I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference, uh, not, not between those two examples, but what's the difference between exactly. the other I team don't... and it not being the other team? Like, it doesn't make any difference. sense. There's a massive <coughs> no, there isn't. There is. No, there isn't. Why? There is.
2: Because well, it's, the ref shouldn't care accurate. about it's just like a little squabble. Whereas, if it's, it's, I don't know, it's just if you're sending people off for that, you can't, you're just taking all personality away from I the I
0: the thing for me is that when it is with an opposition player, you're not actually, like I said, trying to <clears> smash <throat> him up. You're just, it's aggression, it's passion, it's whatever. So, it's kind of the similar thing for me. He really, if you watch it back, you know, he, he's lost his head because he doesn't like the way Mings is putting him right about his shit tracking back. And I just think that, I don't know, I don't, Don't really think it's personality, personally. I'm not saying you should go. I just don't really understand why it's different.
1: Um. Ah. Well. I. I. Yeah. If it was against someone else, we'd have the debate of was it enough to be sent off. But like to not have it in that same conversation is stupid because it is exactly the same. It doesn't matter what colour shirt you got on. Um. But the only difference is that Mings didn't fall to the floor and not hold his jaw, which probably but would have been sent did. off wherever. You know, obviously, he's not going to do that. Imagine <laughs> if he done that. That would have been fucking unbelievable.
2: <laughs> Got his own play, sent <laughs> off.
1: Uh, Jimmy, oh, come on then. I mean, we said before the game on text that you thought this would be a draw. But are you disappointed, really?
2: Uh, disappointed in the referee and yeah.
1: Not the performance then at all. Totally
2: was, exempt. No, no, the performance wasn't amazing, but it wasn't awful. We were pretty solid at the back. Gaston Villa had one chance, I think, and that was Wesley. Um, Grealish, I think, looked offside when he went for the little stupid little flick they tried to do when he was in. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they had one chance, which is Wesley and that header early on. We looked pretty solid. I think Diop looked really good. Um, Rice dominated the midfield mainly. Um, and we we were just a little bit, lacklustre in the final third um but we weren't awful we weren't terrible and we probably would have gone on to win the game i think if mike dean had done something so stupid and made it all about him again
1: mm, yeah definitely not it's a, he's a uh, scumbag
2: what's what, is what is 100 scumbag. 102 red cards he's given
1: i think so yeah
2: Hundred and two um. red cards. He's got the red card out of his pocket. A hundred and two. He's miles ahead of like the second place mm-hmm. as well, isn't he?
1: That's and true. they can't.
2: Um, I cannot yeah, believe it, it, this is.
1: This is not blaming VR, but bringing it in, what are the rules? It can't overturn that. Can it can't it? overturn it
2: because it's a, it's a yellow <coughs> rather than a straight red. Right.
1: Uh, but it's a yellow yeah.
2: that leads to a red, so surely it would be able to overturn that. <coughs> it. It's Very honestly strange. stupid, but yeah, it was never a yellow card. Barely even touched him, um, but Mark Dean was trigger-happy all game. He couldn't get his mouth off the flipping whistle, so
0: he was always going to try and take I any opportunity when he went he went to, to 10, give a red card. For mm. he looked right on the counter attack if four nails had shot, I really thought he was gonna put it in but yeah. gone I
1: think yeah. I think the game just looked better a little bit more yeah, stretched,
2: yeah. And it did because but we if we had the extra man, we would have been able to commit a few bodies more forward towards the end of the game, whereas we just were sending four through and seeing if he can do anything with Allo joining him slowly.
1: That's the mm. difference, really now now it's done you take the draw but just think on paper that's a game that if west ham are serious about pushing the top six you go away and win it you know but,
2: but that's um, a stupid comment though because on paper we why? because we lost a man <laughs> for no
1: reason no unfairly. because you lost a man 70 minutes in and you you had done nothing all game Tw- 20 minutes 70 minutes time. 70 no, minutes is a long minutes, time
2: for the game is longer than the f- <coughs> t- twenty. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're correct. Um, anyone who's watched football knows you're right, but you're also talking nonsense at what the same mean, time. it's a mug and that's,
2: that's the moral of the Monday Night Football. Right. Well, then should we look at
1: Norwich? <laughs> uh, nah, I can't bother. <laughs> um, it's just really good to see you, especially after the Anfield drubbing um it really just worked for Norwich um I mean City gave, gave them a helping hand obviously um but it it was it was there from the first 10 minutes it just looked a little bit different it looked like Norwich were up for it there was a little bit of a story behind it with their with their players missing and everything but mm-hmm. I don't know what you think Ollie about yeah. City um did you watch the game yeah right so do you think that uh-huh. that I, this seems drastic, but everyone's talking about it. Do you think the city are still favourites for the league? Um, <clears throat> uh,
0: no, I don't really. And it's everyone talks about this unbelievable squad. I saw a stat this week that, that their squads actually cost more than PSG to assemble over a billion pounds. But I wrote a little article for for us, um, which I put out at the beginning of the international interruption to say how good I thought the start of the season had been and part of that is because I felt as though City haven't replaced company Um, I've said this before I thought he was probably their weakest centre-back but it's his leadership qualities as well and mm. um, they haven't done it. And I think we're just beginning to see that come to fruition now. And uh, as it comes to the rest of the season, announcing the ports out to January is the worst time because it'll be back when it's the transfer window. So there's no point actually signing anyone then. So they're just going to have to do with what they've got. You know, they're playing Fernandinho in training there, then they're not starting him there on a Saturday. um Without company and just with the centre backs in general, it's probably their weakest position anyway. Because I heard a couple of people saying if Otamendi played for Norwich would you be saying he should be getting in the Man City team would you be saying a top team should sign him I don't think you yeah. would of course. so you look at him John Stones has shot to pieces confidence wise <clears throat> and yeah I I I really don't see how you can have them as favorites now just purely because of their own
1: own um recruitment in the summer mm, I mean the thing is that they they lost Liverpool lost once last season mm. And City lost three or four times, right? Yeah, four or think. So, you, right, you can afford to lose. And I just, I'm still hesitant to, to put Liverpool out there on their own. I mean, they started amazing last year as well, Liverpool. Um, I just still think City have, well, they, they will have that experience of winning the league when, when pressure comes to shove, um, whereas the Liverpool players won't. But uh, I'm, I'm nervous to sort of stick Liverpool out there because I still think Liverpool themselves are two injuries away from being fucked.
0: I agree. I, I don't think Liverpool would have finished article in terms of they're going to go the season undefeated and they're going to win it at a canter. But there's Pep did, in his post-match press conference, he said something and it was probably a little slip of the tongue and I'm sure it was, but it was about him not being there next <clears> season. And I just feel as though David Silva's contract's up, Fernandinho's contracts up. They haven't replaced company. I, I don't know that with the potential Champions League ban next season. I, it's very early to be like, oh, he's definitely going, but there's something not quite right in the sense that he doesn't seem to be planning for the future. And yeah. he's kind of at the stage where if he was looking to have a little sabbatical before coming back in at, God knows, PSG or whatever, he, what league he wants to win now, I wouldn't be too surprised. So I don't think Liverpool, the finished article, it's more I'm just a bit con- confused as to what like direction
1: City are going in. Yeah, oh. he's not bringing, bringing in younger players other than you know, Phil Foden. But is, it, is his contract up, though? But is it is it up? I don't think it's up yet. No, I, I, I'll be honest, man, I don't
0: know. I really
1: okay, so know. he signed a three-year deal. He won the league in his second. And then at the end of that second season, he signed another three deal. Right. Which would give him, where am I, five after that, yeah? Yeah. And he's had one. So he's got two or three more years, technically? <laughs> I agree that that. And, and he's not going to walk away and he's not going to be sacked.
0: He won't be sacked. I just think he'll go. just think he'll just say, all oh, right, really? you've got a Champions League band, see you later kind of thing. I just, I don't feel as though money bothers him. I don't think he's exactly in a bad financial situation. I think if he was like, look, this project's run its course, I'm off, he'll just say, right, cool, wave the money. That's just, that's just what I think. Mm. I don't think he's bothered about it like that. Mm, I disagree.
2: We? I don't I, I think he'll see his contract out definitely. Um but the problem with City was I think they were just a little bit too complacent. Uh benching De Bruyne. I don't think it was a fitness issue. I think he'd j- literally no. just benched him for for resting and all that. Um they yeah. just looked a bit lackluster, a little bit like they'd already won the game before they kicked off. Uh and I think that's what their issue. I don't think it was, <laughs> I, I've said earlier like when it happened this is it should be liverpool's league now but i think i did say it a little bit too early on because i think when, once we get into the full flow of the champions league that's when city will be a bit more dominant in the premier league because of their depth uh, compared to liverpool's depth i think that's when liverpool struggle a little bit more when they've got a every every first team player's got to play two games a week pretty much um yeah, yeah. so that's when i think that's when we'll see liverpool drop a few points here and uh, yeah. and man city will take over a bit
0: I, I think it's exciting I because do I remember agree. I was quite vocal at the beginning of the year about the fact that Salah and Firmino and Mane obviously did play throughout the whole of the summer. So I think this year, although I still think those top two are far and away the best two teams, I don't think, mm-hmm. as it stands, they're going to get as many points as last year, which is good. So I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit more competitive. But I do want to say, because George, you started off this, this topic of conversation by talking about Norwich. And I think it's really important that we just look at it again because we obviously had that massive conversation after the first game of the season when they continued to play the way they did it against Liverpool and they've still done it now and I was watching it and I just couldn't believe like, the calmness when they were playing out from the back there was just you know talk Cantwell, Emmy Emi Brendier. Brendier had Honestly, he was unbelievable, but it, it yeah. looked like they were so at home. It didn't look like they were phased. It just seems that Farker and, you know, the, the message that he sends to the players, he just must have the dressing room just completely lapping everything he says up. They just oh, absolutely yeah. love him, to be honest.
2: They've also I, got, I, like, this is like their dad, like 10 injuries, didn't they as well? Yeah. It was like a makeshift
1: rents yeah, and everything. Yeah, Tim Krul was on the verge of oh, yeah, being they dropped. Had eight out and as two well. keepers on the bench. It's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I th- I, from a distance, I'm loving Daniel Farker as well. Yeah, um, especially as I'm watching my own team, not necessarily buying into what a manager is doing or just being confused all round. And I completely agree, Ollie. It seems the total opposite in Norwich. Everyone's singing from the hang- same right, hymn yeah. sheet. Everyone looks like they're ready to yeah. die for the uh, badge. And uh, I think the fans are just totally on board and galvanised by having a symbol, much like Liverpool having Klopp, but obviously Farker. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that, like you say, they must be lapping up everything he says and you need this kind of thing to sort of hit it home and give them confidence that even if we're going to lose, we've now got this behind us to say, no, this is the way to do it. We can do it. We can beat anyone in the league, literally mm-hmm. now. Um And, uh, yeah, I, I still worry about them staying really? up. I know we're only five games in. Yeah, uh, I mean, other than, um, other than Arsenal, they've uh, <laughs> faced the most shots okay. on goal. Um, and City, let's be honest, had uh-huh. a bad day. True. You know, it wasn't the best City performance. That, so, you know, other teams can have a really good day and still beat Norwich. So I, I do still worry for them. And they still remind me of Blackpool under Ian Holloway when yeah. they came up. And they started the season... Breath of fresh air, playing people off the park. You know, again, the squad depth will come into it, and you know, I just worry if they fall like away. fell as
0: well, wasn't it? About ten years ago now, uh, Giovanni. Yeah. They were yeah right up there by Christmas and still went down, but. Mm. I said really, I find it really interesting that you said you still think they'll go down because I had them finishing bottom and I just wanted to say that I'm being quite reactionary here but I'm really happy that I got that one completely wrong uh, it's such a refreshing way to get it wrong <laughs> because they're playing lovely football, playing it the right way and it just shows that I just don't know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, like you say, a long way to go, a very long way to go. Um, I think we should look at uh, Chelsea's win at Wolves because, um, well, I mean, Tammy Abraham really steals the, the headlines there. Um, suffered at the start of the season, or supposedly that was the narrative, missed a penalty, and that was about it. I didn't think he was playing particularly bad. I always believed he'd be good in the Premier League as well. Um, and I really, really like the look of him. Um, if we take his height into account, you know, you're putting him up with like Peter Crouch essentially almost, but he has that agility and speed and he just looks in balance. You know, he doesn't have long legs that don't suit his body. He doesn't have long, like this, he reminds me so much of Adebayor, um, but a little bit faster. Basically. I loved his third goal so, it was great, so him. much. Stood him up and just oh, so fast! I can't believe how fast I he was. Think Connor Cody
0: showed why he doesn't um, get selected for England.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's hard to see what the bigger sort of picture is here. Is it is it showing that Wolves are really going to struggle struggle this season, or is it that Chelsea might do better than we all sort of said they're they're going to do? What, what do you think, Jimmy? Um, I don't
2: know. I think I I I could see Chelsea winning this game. I think. They're starting to click a little bit more now. Obviously, Tammy Abraham. Do you know his real name's Kevin?
1: <laughs> no. Kevin. Didn't know. That Kevin really Abraham. Um, <laughs> what was... Wait, so what's his brother's real name then? Not Timmy? Hey. No, what? Oh, is his brother called Timmy. Yeah, Timmy and Tammy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Timmy Abraham. It's his younger brother, I really mate. Am. I don't know. But maybe that's not his real name then. Uh, he no, thought I was taking kidding. a
2: piss. I did think you were taking a piss. I'm having a look. <laughs> uh I think it is Timmy. Well, I don't know. He hasn't got a media unfortunately. No, he's only got he's only got fandom. Fucking hell!
1: Got on Jimmy. What were you going to say about
2: Kevin? Uh, Kevin is looking really good now he's i think it was really harsh to slate him as early as they did chelsea fans are just scum now that's what they do they're scum um but yeah he's looking really good wolves are just going to be hit and miss all season i think they're going to pull off some big wins they're going to lose some games i think they're just going to have a really average season don't think anyone in the team is really standing out to be as good as like even neves doesn't look as good as he was last year um Triore wasn't very good at all. Raul Jimenez. I've never seen him be good. Oh, I don't know. He looked good when he came on against Man United.
1: No, he looks scary. It doesn't mean he's
2: good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They, I just think they're going to have a really average season and they're not, they're not as scary, scary, but scary's not the right word, but like, they're not as threatening as they were last season when you're going to Molyneux or even playing them at home. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot. You pretty much hit it on the head. I think hit and miss in the league. I actually think they're going to do really well in Europa mm. League, um, and I think they're going to prioritize it really.
2: Yeah, um, they can have a decent yeah. season in the Europa League and then have an average season in the Premier, league and it's a pretty exciting f- season for
1: Wolverham. Um, Wolves. Yeah, and then Man. Jose comes in <laughs> and uh, takes them to the next level. I still called that like, at the beginning of last season. You may remember. Um, I'm still on for that I think Jose is going to be I think, yeah defensive.
0: it's pretty natural you wouldn't you'd wouldn't be surprised would you I think, I yeah, think it was yeah. quite interesting as well didn't spend a lot of money in the summer obviously signed Dendonca and Jimenez permanently but only um, uh, what's his name literally just me. Yeah, you you me. he was the only one really that came and got v- Vallejo on, on loan from Madrid and I just think that Nuno should never be sacked there's not there's not one part of me that thinks he should, mm. but I wouldn't be surprised, mm. simply because of the way that club's been run. Everything is now, now, now. Everything is getting as high up as you possibly can. And I almost feel as though it could have potentially been quite telling that they loaned out um, Helder Costa and Ivan Cavalera and didn't replace them, and they didn't back Nuno. And it almost seems like <clears throat> maybe they almost think next boss will come in and then they'll be able to trust him with some finances. I just think it doesn't add up mm. to me because realistically, they needed to strengthen the squad a lot more than they have done. They knew that they were going mm. into the very first qualifying round for the Europa League. So they'd been playing every Thursday since pretty much the beginning of the season. They only played two pre-season games out in China. So, you know, mm. no wonder. And it's, it's funny as well because that's been the biggest problem you know, they've had completely different players playing and they were so settled last season. They've made more changes this season already, right, quote me on this, than they have in the entirety yeah. of last season. So that's position changes mm. from week to week. They've literally changed the team up that yeah. much. And, you know, that's yeah. it's a bit like Leicester when they won the league. They just have so settled. Not walls were so settled last year and now they're not. Mm. And that's that's where the problems are coming from.
1: Yeah, only used about like under twenty players yeah. last year in the Yeah, I think you're yeah, right, and they is, they the least. I think seventeen or something. Um, bizarre. I mean, looking forward now. Again, I'm not. I'm not making. I still think Chelsea won't finish in the top four. Uh, I still. I, I'm unsure. I don't know how long Lampard's going to be there. Really, but I, I'm. Now, looking forward to when, not looking forward, but looking ahead to when the transfer ban is lifted mm. at Chelsea, um, I mean, these, these academy players will have a season behind them and will really be able to judge them. But there just seems like there's a headache around the corner um, in terms of, are they going to stick with this sort of youth integration, which isn't very Chelsea, but it may be very Lampard, or are they? Or are they going to revert back to short-term Chelsea again? I'm, 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 more wondering, rather than asking a question. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens there because they've, they are, just doing very well basically. Um. Better than expected. They are, but
0: they're being inconsistent. And I think that comes because, you know, a lot of the players are young and naturally they're going to be inconsistent in their own individual performances because, you know, they have had some poor yeah. results this season already. Um, yeah. I just think that you're spot on about why it's so intriguing because I don't think any of us really know. I think the best thing for Chelsea would be, yeah, to see the year out and then allow remember they need to get like Hudson-Odoi in the team obviously he's coming back from injury hasn't quite made Mm. the Valencia game this week but maybe back at the weekend they want to get those players in the real top top players that they've got the top youngsters and then I think they'll be able to assess it a bit differently because you know if they do slip right down there I feel like they may just scrap the whole thing and just bring in X, Y and Z Galactico
1: hmm yeah Interesting. It is interesting to see how they cope with the Champions League. And let's not forget, they may actually end up dropping mm. into the Europa League, which wouldn't help them at all if they finish third in their group. Because um, they haven't got the easiest group. Who've they got? I um, so cannot remember. Got, Just know that it's, I think not it's Ajax,
0: Lille, and Valencia.
1: That's easy. Uh, so <sighs> well, it's not the hardest, but I, I'd say that Valencia could beat them. Um, I mean, Ajax showed that they have quality. I think Ajax is the only
2: threat there, to be honest.
1: Lulevich hasn't got Pepe yeah. anymore. Mm, yeah, it's difficult. I don't know. I mean, again, like Ollie's saying, there's some inconsistencies there, so who knows? Speaking they of could Pepe run, run away with it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's move on to your yeah. game, shall we? Boys, yeah, the crumble, the North London Crumble in uh, what was it? Where's Watford? North North London, isn't it? Very North London, North
1: North West West London. Yeah. Barely London, but we let them off. Um, hate Watford, by the way. Why? Really don't like Watford. Just a real They've shit always got club. one over you, there, haven't they? <laughs> Troy Dini? Yeah. First time we've first time we've conceded against them yeah, in like, five games. Right? <laughs> they had one game where they beat us. I remember, we all watched it in a pub. Actually, um, I think that, that, that they've never won. A, they've never won a trophy in their history. Can you believe that? <laughs> not one. They've never won a single trophy well, in their not history. Not even a championship.
2: Don't they no, come up? They've with never no won pro- the championship. They came yeah, no, but
1: that's, they've never won a major trophy. Right? You, you get a fucking trophy finishing second in the championship. Right? That I just think that I hate Watford anyway. Regardless of that, very, very frustrating. Um, Just fucking... I I said initially it's not a disaster, but that's just taking the sort of points gained into account. Like, it's easy to look past Watford in the second half, were very, very good. Um, And they were actually good in, in large parts of the first half. I think our, our goals, our first goal certainly came against a runner play. Um but you go in 2-0 up. You can't stop playing essentially. Um it, uh, it's I don't know what the game plan was. Uh I, I it's hard to really see why Erzl was playing. Um we had a very one-paced midfield, Xhaka, Sabios. And as a one, the fastest at all. Gendouzi's got legs, but he's not fast. Um, I, I, I just, I just didn't really enjoy it. I don't think anyone obviously enjoyed it. There was some poor performances I think the play, on the pitch,
2: individual performances, which I think let you down. Um, I
1: think the two centre-halves let us down, really, to being totally honest. The most experienced on the pitch.
2: Um,
1: well, they didn't let us down, do you know what I mean? Like, Gendouzi. Really. And I'm, I'm not, well, look, Everyone, everyone outside of Arsenal seems to be quick to sort of sing Gunduzi's praises, and you're included in that, my friend. Every time he has a good game, yeah, and you're forgetting that he's twenty. Do you know that's what right? happens in he football.
2: Was... Yeah, when people have good games, you say they're well, good, and when people have shit games, you say they're shit. No, that's what happens. No. You don't go when Gunduzi oh, has had a... a shit game, but he's
1: good, so we we'll let him off. No. People involved in this podcast, when Gunduzi has a good game, are quick to say he's our only fucking good player and he's our best player, and it's just not true. Um, but at the same time, he's the 20-year-old and he's going to have performances where it's happened. But our two centre-halves, both over the age of 31, just throwing the game away like that. Jacka coming out, our supposed captain saying that we're scared. It's just fucking weird. I think Emery's got Shocking. a lot to answer for. I don't know. I, we're now a year in, over a year in. I don't know. I just, I don't know. He's, he's so unlike Farka and Klopp who we've mentioned, it's so impossible to sort of feel emotionally attached to him and feel like you're behind him and feel like there's a connection and you buy into things he's doing and you don't feel like he's representing the club. It just, it's very, oh, just not, it's just not fun. Jaka you know? is
2: just, not fun. I think he's just, he's, he's toxic, I think. I think he's toxic. I don't like him at all. I think he's doing you no favours being at your club, none. When he says stuff like mm. when he blamed the attack, what game is it, Spurs? Oh, we missed a lot of chances. People missed, they, lost, they missed a lot of chances. And then he's saying stuff like, oh, mm. we're scared. He's not a captain. He doesn't know what to say, when to say it. He's shit at football. He's rash. And I think he's one of your main main problems, big time.
1: I, I mean, I mostly agree. He, he's obviously not shit at football. I think he's very, very exposed in the Premier League uh, because of his pace. Um, and there are major problems with him, and he's, he's symptomatic of that Arsenal failing to learn from their mistakes. And he's sort of he's he's the one making the same mistakes over again. I mean, I mean he wasn't necessarily to blame at all yesterday. It's only because he came out and face the press that he's being talked about. But the biggest problem—it happened all last year, and it's happening again is the amount of shots we are facing. We've conceded the most shots at our goal. 96 this season. Five games in. 96 so shots many. in five games. Is
2: that like shots you know,
1: just shots? Just shots at goal. Not all on target. Yeah. But you're, you're asking a lot of your goalkeeper. I mean, it has to go beyond the defence. That's our midfield showing for that. Not pressing down people. It just, it's, you're asking for trouble. And we, 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 at the start of last season, it was talked about us being this high-press team, and that's what Emery wanted. We're 19th five games in, 19th in terms of our pressing stats. Man United are top, and we are the second lowest for high press. So I don't even know what what what's happened there. Alan Smith, has come out and said that he's hearing whispers that there's players uh, uh, are confused about what our tactics are and we're not buying into stuff. There's uh, there's loads of stuff coming out naturally after this kind of result. But another one that's really inter- interesting is Emery's supposedly given up on all these videotapes, meticulous videotape planning and getting the under-23s in to act as the opposing team. All of that's sort of mm. apparently gone out the window. And uh, I basically I've rambled on here, but I'm very disappointed and very confused. Sounds like and, he's panicking to you know, me.
0: Who me? Panicking? No,
1: Emery. Emery. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what he's got to. Well, other than his contract being up,
2: he knows panic. he's got to make an impact this season. Of ours is gone.
1: Yeah, like, I just had had feel like he's, he's someone.
2: He, and I'm well, and you're losing two goal leads, and you just you just start going mental. We start ripping up the
1: scrapbook and writing a new one. I think he's he's overcomplicating everything. Everything just seems so overcomplicated at the moment. Uh, it just yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what you think, really, because it's hard for me to sort of compartmentalize everything I just I'm just kind of frustrated and and not surprised still that's the worst bit nothing seems to have really changed on the surface it looks different but it still feels like the same arsenal but just letting us down in sort of slightly I think different ways once
2: Pepe comes good then he will come good you'll have a little bit more of an attacking threat but that's not your issue you you haven't got the quality that's in all- defence and that's it's you can blame Emery, yeah, but you can also say that you just haven't got the quality. David Louise looks far from a top-level centre-back. And uh, well. it's, that goes obviously down to recruitment. And, well, you could blame Emery, you could blame whoever's in charge. But I just think you're lacking the quality. And I think David Louise is carrying a lot on his shoulders at the moment. And the more and more he carries, the more and more he's just going to keep on making mistakes.
1: I'm, he- I'm really hesitant to agree with you about our lack of quality because I don't think it's true. And I think that's, that's getting Emery out of trouble. He's had three transfer windows, a lot of money spent and a lot of good players and he also inherited a lot of good players. I think there are other managers in the world and in this league that could be doing a better job than he is. To say he doesn't have a high quality of players, I, frankly, I think defense, that's, that's just bollocks.
2: His defense. defence is not good
1: enough. Well, if your defence is not good enough, you adapt and you play a different way. You protect them better ahead. You can still coach players to fit into a better system to defend better. Yeah, David Luiz, one-on-one, he may not be as good as Virgil van Dijk, but you can prevent him getting in those situations. And that's all about coaching. It's not just, the buck doesn't stop at a player's quality. Because look what Norwich are doing. I, don't, I, I think I think I, I don't know what he's coaching people. I don't know what's going on. So you just put it all down to Emory. Um, I um, well. The majority t- majority of that has to be. So you think if um, the new manager um, because, because in, I can't. Well, I can't see what Emery's doing. I don't know what we. I haven't seen major progression in over a year. I haven't seen a style, but you can't blame you can't
2: blame like Emery this. for Socrates getting the ball in the box and then passing it straight to Watford defender. Uh, Watford no, of course I you can't blame him for that, and that's that. That's the quality no, I'm talking about. You can't.
1: It, it of be course, too it's two defensive
0: mistakes. Really.
1: But uh, but that was not. We didn't have. We had multiple warnings from goal kicks. It wasn't one that we we didn't take twenty goal kicks. Nineteen were excellent. One went wrong, cost us a goal. Did not happen. Could have been three or four goals. Doesn't take much for the manager, in the players themselves, to say, right, stop doing this. Let's kick it up the pitch, or let's spread it out wide to the backs on the halfway line. Things like that. And that, that's just that. that. It has to be some blame. Most of it. Um on the manager I, disagree. I think. I think,
2: um, I think try, yeah you try out play out strange. from the back you've got a manager saying play out for the back keep it going keep going with it but as a defender you have a brain yourself you've got the ball in a dangerous <laughs> position if, in the back in, in your side of the pitch there's attackers yeah. all around you you don't just go. Oh, we're going to carry on playing from the back. We can boot it up there because the, the boss ain't going to have a go at you for booting it up there because you have got away from. He's not going to be like, oh, I told you to play up from the back, is it? You've got. To I completely defenders agree. have brains as well. They don't just. They're not just yes sir,
1: no I sir, free back please, or, sir. Completely agree. Completely agree. So that makes me think. Well, maybe Emery's going. This is the way to do it. Don't do it another way. Do not even do that if it's starting going wrong. Carry on doing it because I completely agree. Common sense says, okay, let's boot up the pitch. These are, these are over 30-year-old players, and they, they are good players. They know what to do in that sort of situation. You imagine, so maybe the manager is saying, no, stick to your guns, keep going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But- and beyond that, it's not just it doesn't just stop with Socrates making the pass to Guendouzi. I've seen pictures of the front four that just aren't even watching when it happens. They've all got their back to it. And like there's no coherency in what we're doing. It's passing out from the back. It's taking goal kicks short for the sake of doing it to fit in with the style, got weird, to like, fit in and look modern. It's nonsense.
2: It's a weird feeling. I've got oh, to hear me out here. This I think in this Arsenal team, you're looking at like an attack versus defence in the team. Like The attack know that they've got the quality, whereas the defence know that they're under pressure all the time. And that's why you've got people like Xhaka making comments like, oh, the attack didn't get, the, the, the attackers missed a lot of chances. With that, It seems like the attacker, like, fed up with the defence and the other way around. And it doesn't
1: feel like there's a lot of unity going on. Mm. Well, it's interesting because our, our attack and defence quality is quite polarising, like you're saying. We've got a great attack, supposedly, and a shit defence. So I think that the players themselves are not idiots. They must know that as well. They must feel like there's a little bit of sort of us versus them. But again, like we could talk about, I could talk about this all day, but I'm still eagerly awaiting holding Bellerin and Tierney coming back. Um, I think it's really being forgotten about. Who you got the week? I think that Aston Villa at home. tough. um, Tough game. I just, I said it when David Weiss signed. I wasn't happy with it. I'm still not happy with it, obviously. And either of them... It's a lazy sign, just, isn't it? It's a very lazy sign. Yeah,
2: well... It's a lazy sign. Trying try to try tell everyone. In, trying to find someone who's prem-proven. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's a silly sign in looking at it. Everyone thought it was when it happened, mm-hmm. and it still is at the moment. He might, it might come good, but at the moment it's looking
1: mm-hmm. very... I don't think everyone thought it was a silly sign. That's nonsense. Everyone was saying it was a good sign. Did, we were. I said it was... I said he was I said
2: he was. I said he's a rash player. Chelsea got rid of him for a reason, etc., etc. Mm, look, I, I, I,
1: this is not me saying I I hate Emery or want him out or anything, and none of that nonsense. I I quite like. I want him to do well. I like certain elements of things he says. Uh, I like some of the stuff I've seen. Uh, I like youth being brought through. Um, but I'm yet. To be convinced and that's all it is. And I think after a year, over a year, I should start to feel convinced, you know what I mean? Um and the signs are that I never thought it, but I don't think he's gonna be here for you know, five years, so I think he's literally brought in, get us back as a Champions League club. Anything else is a massive bonus, and at the moment he's failing his job. (laughs) If you don't get Champions League this year, it's
2: mental to be honest. Yeah, he's gone. It's he has to and he's spoken about again. <laughs> Man United or um, Chelsea have got a transfer ban. They're literally the fourth yeah. place is there for the taking.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, Fucking hell. What else is there to talk about, really? to come out of that slump? not a lot, mate. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a lot,
2: really. I mean... There's just a couple of we can just breeze over... Just a, the yeah, go uh, Newcastle got that early goal, um, but I think everyone knew that Liverpool were going to come back firing. I even I looked at the betting; and I don't think Liverpool yeah, still favourites. <laughs> they, I don't think they literally went below even yeah. to, when they were one 0 down. So it's mad. Holly, um, you, well, you you gotta expect it, really, haven't yeah, you?
0: It says it all, mate. It's, it's it what is what it is. So. Um, nice to get been
2: struggling with goals, so it's nice to get one.
0: Yeah, look, I it's just it is what it is. You know, you're never gonna well, you can go there and get a result, obviously, but it's highly unlikely we've had the bit of a shock result going away at Spurs. Um I'm just happy that he was <laughs> honestly you're literally taking small liberties that you can take, but he was able to practice the shape and work on that. And honestly it's all about Saturday. We've got Brighton at home, five thirty on sky and we're 18th, they're 16th. It, it doesn't get bigger than that and that's what the the bread and butter is. I mean, obviously, you can maybe nick a point at Anfield, highly unlikely, somehow manage three against Spurs, but if you take away the Spurs game, we've drawn against Watford and obviously that was before they'd um, placed a manager and they're, you know, different side really uh, to what they were like in the second half against Arsenal. So we haven't really had too much to shout about this year. So it's... Um, Apparently, it- Brighton
2: dreadful at the weekend as well. I spoke to my mate who went to the game yeah. and he said for the half they looked absolutely dreadful. Um, so maybe... Everyone was so happy optimistic as a Brighton fan when Potter got his first win at Watford, but maybe you could you should really be going there and getting a result.
1: Yeah, well We're
2: going that Yeah, tight.
0: exactly. We're at home, so that adds pressure to the game, obviously. Um, played Arsenal at home and lost uh, narrowly wasn't a great game and drawn against Watford so you need St James's Park to be a fortress it's all the old cliches and you need to start by doing doing that tomorrow I mean I don't think we've had too great a record against Brighton actually in the last couple of seasons um, and they're certainly the type of team that it, it could suit playing Newcastle obviously there's a complete lack of atmosphere in the ground at the moment. Um, I think there's an even bigger boycott being planned for Saturday, especially because the game's on TV. Um, and just really quickly reverting back because I let you two guys chat about Arsenal, but I thought it was quite telling that the, the, the Watford atmosphere, Vicarage Road, not really known for its atmosphere, actually seemed to play quite a big part in the second half. And I keep on banging on about how important it is that Newcastle fans um, you know, get behind the team. And I just think it's exactly the type of atmosphere that Brighton can exploit. Um, you know, it'll be a bit of a library in yep. there, a bit hostile towards the Newcastle players, to be honest. So um, you know, it was suit it was suit Brighton, and I know they weren't too great against Burnley, but it's still early stages, especially when you're you know, completely changing the way you play. He's playing Glenn Murray as a number ten. You know, it's completely different. <laughs>
2: The yeah, only place Pink Glen Barry should be playing is uh, the bench because <laughs> he's awful and I hate. No, him. he's still
0: oh, good,
1: Glenn. He's still good. Come on, don't yeah, know. He's him. He's worth your twelve goals a season. Anyway, um, Everton, you know, uh, again, it's a shocking result. I mean, it's kind of exactly what I thought of Everton. Still, loads of all bark, no bite. Don't like Marco yeah. Silva. Don't. I just still got a shit squad no matter how much money they spend
2: I don't know if it's a bad it squad I think they've got they've got
1: good, quality. It's decent. They've got good quality I don't agree with that they Keane was awful it was mm. dreadful
2: looked out of depth this whole time the whole 90 mm. minutes uh, but they have got good quality you can't take that I away from them
1: I think that other than their left back no one's taking any of their players in the top six, and if they want to break into it, they're going to have to buy a lot better than that and a lot smarter than what they are. Instead of taking, yeah, a you still
0: develop like Richarlison and stuff, aren't you?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I still, I'm not far off. Not far off what? Top six? Yeah, squad player, maybe. I don't think really he's Squad player, but not, not. I don't know. I, I don't know. Long way to go with him again, but I just, I uh, still, I'm not. Everton are good at home and they have got a good team but just in terms of the money they're spending and the ambition they have, I think their team's way off it. Way, way off it.
2: They just have that aggressiveness, that will to win, that like, just the constant pressure. I don't think, I think it's coming from Marco Silva but he just seems a bit too tame for me. I think he seen, he wants the job done uh, quietly. That He wants it done calmly. He doesn't want to build up pressure, build up the atmosphere and they haven't got that like you said, they haven't got that bite to them. There's just something missing. Mm.
0: Yeah. Don't think it helps playing Schneiderlin with Delph. I don't I don't like it. Do you know, know what I like mean? that's
1: exactly what I'm saying. Like look at look at if you actually just went through their team, it's so quickly to go, oh God, yeah, no, that's shit. <laughs> the two in midfield, fuck me, that's shit. I two centre arts. No I like Delft. I don't shit. like Schneiderlin. I just no yeah. not good. Don't rate Everton at all. Um, I, yeah. Wilson was I
0: think it's silver I think you're right I think that's don't think he's going to go but yeah, mm. yeah I think knows.
1: they've
0: got some good players I still think they've got some decent players
1: we'll see we'll that's see fun. how they uh, get on then eh? um, we'll wrap it up there because you know there are a lot of goals this weekend but not too much really uh, to sort of talk about did we just go on a podcast about talk about VAR I mean, maybe we'll do a, a second. a second.
2: Oh, no, we spoke about it. Mike Dean sending off yeah, the
1: whole yeah. thing. Still
0: need to get it out there that George didn't think it was a foul on Matip.
1: No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think it was a penalty. <laughs> I think it's going to look more... Yeah, they're going to do
2: that thing at the end of the month again where they go, oh, we got these wrong yeah. and they're going to say what they yeah. got
1: wrong. I think it looks, more and, it looks so. more and more like a penalty when you watch it in replays. But in real time... And that's what the game should still be played in. I don't think it was a penalty. I think Matic... I don't know. I just don't think it was a penalty. Um, Let's look at the table. Liverpool, still unbeaten. Won all their games five from five. They're at the top. City coming up behind them. They're five points back. City. Sounds a lot. I think this is the biggest gap after five games ever. Yeah. um, Between one and two. Tottenham coming up in third. They're on the same points as Man United. Leicester... Chelsea, Arsenal and the Hammers. Uh, then we got a lot of teams in the middle of the table and then get down to Aston Villa who are in 17th from 4. Newcastle on 4 and 18th. Wolves without a win uh, and yeah, with Watford too. So that's Watford bottom on two points, Wolves 19th on three points, and Newcastle... You Who know could go you know, in like two games? It's, I think Europa League has to get going and see how
2: they get on. Um, if he doesn't win in like a max three games, I think he's gone. Interesting. Who knows? How he not won without... Oh, that is madness.
1: It's yeah. awful. A lot of games and tough opposition as well, to be fair. But yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. Ollie, say goodbye goodbye we'll hear more about ollie's cat on friday in the uh f90 <laughs> warm-up uh, i'm gonna say goodbye, jimmy you're gonna tell people where we are yeah so
2: you heard me before i'm gonna say it again i don't get bored of saying it we get bored of listening f90 podcast twitter <laughs> and instagram it's the same handle for both so you can follow us both without even needing to remember two handles uh and if you don't even want to remember the handle just pop into your address bar fnightpodcast.com and you'll find news you'll find blogs you'll find podcasts you'll find our social media uh
1: and that's about it so go up there give us a follow um and that'll be it for today